Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Viewmasters. Episode 301. Breaking off another hundo. Oh, yeah. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. My name is Eric. My name is Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello, Eric. Uh, the final one. Yay, we made it. (laughs) (laughs) Only the second movie in the series to feature the word final in the title. Yep. (laughs) And not be the final movie in the series. No, I'm sure this is the final one. Yeah? It says so. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I know it said so five movies ago. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, once you use it twice. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's true. Okay, all right. I forgot about the rule of two when it comes to the word final. Yep. Oof. <laughs> Oof, my goof. This movie sucks. I just, I gotta say it up top. <sighs> I hated this movie. Wow. <laughs> Bold. Coming in strong. Uh, I will say, that, I mean, this is the most vocal you have ever been during one of these movies. <laughs> Usually, you know, you, you say some stuff here and there, you make a joke, sometimes you, you make a noise of something gross or scary happens. Yeah. Uh, but you were all over the map on this one throughout. Yeah. So this movie is way gorier and just grosser than any of the other ones that came before it. It is. And I know this is the only one that came out in the 90s, too, so maybe that's just a sign of the times. So I did... Uh... I put on the unrated version. Okay. Rather than the theatrical version. Okay. Maybe I would have liked the theatrical more. I think the movie is pretty much exactly the same. (laughs) Other than the gore. Okay. Yeah. Uh... Oh, man. So, I warned you last time that this movie is weird. Yes. Uh, Uh, Especially compared to the other ones. And uh, that includes uh, the fact that we've had a movie where Jason... Two movies where Jason wasn't the killer. Yeah. Uh, And in this movie, uh, we get uh, yet another movie mostly missing Jason. Yeah, it's it's weird. I thought about it while we were watching. Like, did the fans react to this one the way that they reacted to the one where Jason is just not in it at all? Pretty much. Okay. That I, makes sense. I do believe so, yeah. That yeah. This is uh, not very well received. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, in this one, Jason is uh, uh, jumping from body to body. Yep. It's uh, it's a weird pod people Oh, movie fuck. Or... It's awful. Yeah. It's... <sighs> it's not great. I do have a soft spot for it, though, because I think it is so weird. Yeah. Uh, and, and so... Off the mark? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the... Again, you know, the first time I ever watched these, I watched these totally out of order. 
and so this may have been like the second or third one that I ever watched. Okay. Uh, and I I did like it because it just is so batshit. Yeah. Um, watching it this time, I will say, uh, yeah, I was able to pick out some more flaws. <laughs> <laughs> For one thing, it is slow as fuck. Oh my god, yeah. So this movie, I was stunned to learn, uh, is less than 90 minutes long. Uh, but it feels like it's four hours. And maybe, I mean, we watched the unrated version, so maybe it's longer than the it regular one. Might be like a minute longer, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. So still clocking in at under an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, there's also some weird edit jumps and, and cuts and... Uh, Almost, at some points, it felt like the director was maybe trying to be kind of artsy about this. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say that you can't be artsy with a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, others have tried as yeah. well. Yeah. And failed. Uh, I think six is the closest that anyone has ever come to that. Yeah. Uh, and still, he knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. he, he knew that he was still making Friday the 13th trash. Yeah. And that's all these movies are. They're yeah, trash. this movie is is more trash than than the others. Absolutely. Um, but I still dislike seven more than dislike <laughs> this one. <laughs> I I think, and I don't know how much of it is switching studios, mm -hmm. but like, just the look of this one feels disconnected from the rest of the series. Yeah. And I know, like, the look of Jason is completely different. Yep. Um, and, and I think the fact that it just... So, uh, a lot of times during this movie, I thought of Rise of Skywalker. Because <laughs> at the beginning, like, you really need Poe Dameron to come in and just, you know, sigh heavily and be like, somehow Jason has returned. Because <laughs> Jason is, is just... Up and around, we saw him die pretty definitively. <laughs> like he he fell into toxic waste and was a little child yep. at the end of the last movie. <laughs> um, and, and then and like the the thing with the like you are a Voorhees basically. <laughs> like the only one who can kill a Voorhees is a Voorhees. What the fuck? <laughs> that entire subplot is insane. Hot garbage. <laughs> It is a fucking mess. Uh, but, boy. But, yeah, like, just the, you know, story stuff aside, I, I feel like the the look of it, it just feels different. It really does. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like going from Russell T. Davies to Stephen Moffat, mm -hmm. Doctor Who. Like, you can tell... You know, the, something's different. Something's different. They got more money, maybe, or or I don't know what, but right. it, it was weird. Uh... So, okay, so, uh, prior to this, every Friday the 13th movie has come out yearly. Right. Uh, so, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, comes out in 1989. This movie comes out in 1993. Okay. Four-year gap. Okay. Uh, it's a new studio, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, you know, some sensibilities have changed, obviously. Uh, and even though it is not... A Miramax film. For some reason, it really feels like a Miramax film. It 100% does. Uh, especially the opening, which, uh, well, before I even get into that, 
And, well, it, it's all sort of tied in. Yeah. In which... <sighs> this movie is like... Someone said, hey, let's turn the Jason movie into, like, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah. <laughs> Because there is so much gunplay in this movie. Mm-hmm. It like, and and in, in light of recent events and uh, just America in general, uh, it was really disturbing this time around. Yeah, it doesn't all feel great. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm sort of of a mind that like I am totally fine with fiction guns. Yeah. You know, like, I'm okay with gunplay in movies. Uh, I do think that we need heavy, heavy restrictions in real life Mm -hmm. uh, so that we can enjoy movies. Yeah. Uh, But there is just so fucking much in this movie. (laughs) Like, the entire opening. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah, that, that, (laughs) it felt like parody. Yeah. Yeah, like the whole opening sequence, the the FBI or whatever task force that just annihilates Jason. The Voorhees task force? Yeah. I guess? Yeah. yeah. The the VTF. Yeah. Uh yeah, it just like they the the coroner says with a sigh that he's shot over a hundred times. Yeah. Uh and gets blown up. And yeah, it just it really did feel like this is a cartoon. We are making fun of this. Right, but also... But I don't think that was the intention. Right, yeah. Like, like I don't think... No one had a, a tone in mind for this movie. Yeah. Uh, because you're right, some of it is so way over the top. Uh, but it's also... I don't want to say treated preciously, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, everything's very... It's so serious. Yeah. You've got the lore of Jason... With with uh, Mr. X, the bounty hunter. Creighton Duke. Yes, Creighton Duke. Sorry, I, he will always and forever be Mr. X from the X-Files to me. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, like, like we get all this, like, backstory for Jason and they're flushing out his family and, and yeah. And it's, it's all bullshit. It is total bullshit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but it's taken so seriously. Yep. Uh, so for some reason, and, and it's been a hot minute since I've seen it, it reminds me a lot of, uh, Halloween 6. Okay. Uh, which is the curse of Michael Myers. And, and I feel like there's a very, very similar plot, uh, in that movie, which comes out three years later than this. Oh, weird. Okay. Uh, which is the one that features, uh, Paul Rudd. Okay. Um, uh, but, but there's like, yeah. A Myers family lineage, and there's like a cult uh, that's sort of like like trying to use Michael for like nefarious purposes. Yeah, uh, but there's also like a bounty hunter who knows all about the backstory and just how to properly kill Michael Myers, and <laughs> he wears a cowboy hat and all black. And uh... <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, which, again, also just turns around and reminds me of just the state of comic books at this period of time, too. Yeah. Uh, this is all just so very testosterone-driven. Yeah. 
to a ridiculous degree. Yeah. The the uh the commitment to lore to just like feels like a nineties X-Men thing. Yep. Like, here comes Mr. Sinister to explain the connection to the Summers brothers and the secret third Summers brother is Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and it's all so unnecessary. Yeah. And and just honestly, it just... It takes you out of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it makes you think, you know, well, wait, Jason has had a secret sister this entire time? Mm-hmm. From whom? When? Where? Yeah. Has she always been in Crystal Lake? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the, the retcon... I guess, of Jason's sister. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it it could have easily been, like, oh, Jason's dad got remarried or whatever, yeah. and they're, and they're half-siblings. Like, even just something like that would have been fine. Right. And we just never knew about them. Or, like, he, after everything happened, he changed their name or whatever. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's it was uh, just but, it was it was Ray Ray Palpatine. Is really what it was. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, but even Ray didn't even know. That's true. Uh, Diana, uh, her, her name played by Aaron Gray in this movie. Okay. Uh, you know, seemingly knows that she is Jason's secret sister or yeah. whatever the hell, or uh, or or grand sister. No, it's her sister. Well, no, it, so her sister. her mother was Jason's sister. I think is is what Creighton Creighton says. I thought the waitress, the waitress, the waitress's mother, right, was Jason's sister. Is that what he says? I think so. I don't. I I mean, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. It, it yeah, does not if matter. if we we just watched the movie, yeah. if we can't keep it straight, then it's <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> Because, yeah, I thought that too, but if Jason was born in 1946, right. then, you know, he that that woman would have been way too young to be his sister as well. Uh, I mean... I mean she's, she's Gen X. She's not a boomer. For sure. <laughs> uh, she is definitely not Gen X. That's true, no. She's the whatever the middle generation is between yeah. boomers and Gen X. Because uh, she is... So, so Aaron Gray, you know, is like, I will say this movie has like more actors that I recognize in it than any other yeah. 13 movie to this point. Yeah, I mean, none of them as big as Kevin Bacon. But, right, or, but, or Chris McGlover or Corey Feldman. Yeah, uh, but pe- people that I recognize from things for sure, character yeah. actors and stuff. Yeah, uh, and Aaron Gray was like a major sex pot from the 70s. Okay. She was in Buck Rogers, Okay, uh, most famously. Uh, but, but, you know, for me, she's always been, you know, the hot mom from Silver Spoons. Oh, wow. Okay. With, uh, Ricky Schroeder. Yeah. Uh, you know, so she's significantly old enough, I guess. You know? Yeah. Uh, however, you know, the woman playing her daughter looks older than her, even though I'm, I'm fairly sure she isn't. Yeah. <laughs> but also, Aaron Gray just is really good James. <laughs> Still looks really good. It's those Voorhees jeans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, so we got to figure in the timeline as well. Right. Uh, so by this point, 
we are probably in the mid two thousands. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, late late uh George W. Bush presidency yeah, at this yeah. point. Uh, I mean, you know, one of the characters has a flip phone, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, totally fits in. Yeah, no, I can see it. Yeah. And and talks on it doesn't just text. Right, so, right, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Prescient, this movie was. No, I, I like that, I like that, uh, Stephen Colt pulls out his, his, uh, cell phone. Uh, at the exact moment that we discover he is a total piece of shit. Yep. Like, it's so perfect. <laughs> like, in the early 90s, if you had a cell phone, you were an asshole. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, in the 2020s, same. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> uh, especially if you talk on it. Yeah. Who does that? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So yeah, so so recognized Aaron Gray, uh, you know uh, Stephen Culp, you recognized from from West Wing, I guess. Yeah, and I know he's been in a few other things, but I yeah. primarily recognize him from the West Wing. He he looked familiar to me. I'm sure I've seen him and stuff. I've never watched the West Wing, uh, but for a minute I thought he was uh, somebody else. I thought he was Joseph Culp. Okay. Uh, who was actually Robert Culp's son? Okay. Uh, Stephen Culp is not. Okay. Uh, Joseph Culp played uh, Doctor Doom in the Corman uh, Fantastic Four movie. Wow! <laughs> and so I thought for a minute that like, oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah but uh, no, not the same. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, and then there's that uh, short, whiny voiced guy with with the southern drawl. Yeah, tra- uh, I, is his name Tracy Jordan? I think Leslie Jordan. Leslie right. Jordan. That's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> not Tracy Jordan. No. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and then, uh, so so I want to kind of veer off here. Okay. Um. So the main sort of main character of this movie, uh, uh, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the sort of. Uh, Befuddled boyfriend uh, guy who gets blamed for all the murders. Yeah, uh, in this movie, uh, is played by an actor named uh, John D. LeMay. Okay, um, who previously uh, known to me as uh, one of the leads of Friday the Thirteenth the series. Okay, I was going to ask you because I know you've been watching the series. Yes, <laughs> is he the same character? No. Okay. So, in 1987, Frank Mancuso, who produced uh, the Friday the 13th movies, uh, was also producing this this television show, and I I don't know if it was him or somebody else, but they decided that uh, they should use, basically, his connection and call the show Friday the 13th the series uh, to basically have name recognition. Okay. (laughs) However... The series and the movie franchise, zero to do with each other. Really? Nothing at all. So what is Friday the 13th, the series? Friday the 13th, the series was a first-run syndication show that my mom and I used to watch at, like, Sundays at, like, 10 p.m. Okay. On Fox 45. Uh, It is uh, very Canadian. Okay. (laughs) 
Sure. Uh, and it stars uh, John DeLamay as Ryan. Uh, and it starred an actress model named Roby as his cousin Mickey. Okay. And uh, they both, uh, in the show, inherit a, an antique store from their uncle. Uh, and uh, they decide that they don't want to keep the antique store. Uh, they've never met the uncle. They've never met each other. Uh, they just want to get rid of everything. So they sell every antique and then try to close the shop. But then they find out that their uncle had made a deal with the devil. And all the antiques were cursed. Oh, of course. <laughs> okay. So it's a 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo scenario. Uh, very much, very similar, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so then they have to go back and track down all the antiques that they had sold and all the antiques that uh, their uncle had sold. Okay. Uh, and put them in a vault so that nobody will be hurt or murdered. It really is the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> So is it safe to assume that the Necronomicon that appears in this movie was one of those antiques? Uh, no, because no? they have nothing to do with each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to draw connections. Uh, I understand. Uh, That's so bizarre. Yeah. Imagine sitting down to watch Friday the 13th, the series, thinking you're getting something Jason-related, and it's not at all. Imagine me, nine-year-old me. Yeah, uh, all right. Thinking, okay, so I'm going to watch you know a Jason TV show. You know? <laughs> and I think by that point... Uh, Freddy's Nightmares, uh, okay. which was the Nightmare on Elm Street television program, sure, uh, had started. And while that uh, did not necessarily have anything to do with Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, it was at least hosted by Freddy. I was going to say that's more like a Tales from the Crypt kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and there were like you know a handful of episodes that actually involved Freddy. Okay. Uh, so so you know I'm, I've got that yeah you know and I'm primed for Friday the Thirteenth the series and it has zero to do with hockey mask game. that's so strange yeah but I watched almost every episode as a kid <laughs> loved it yeah <laughs> and uh, I, I recently stumbled across it again and have been watching it and uh, you know it's it's very eighties it's very Canadian but I'm enjoying it all right. Uh, the most recent episode that I watched uh, featured a, uh, an antique comic book that was cursed. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and Ryan uh, in the show is a comic book nerd. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and an aspiring comic artist. Sure. Uh, and so he's trying to help track down this comic. Uh, find, finds out that uh, it has stumbled back into the hands of the creator of the comic. Ooh. Who got fucked over by his publisher. <laughs> And the curse allows him to become the monster that's in the comic. Nice. And he kills the publisher. Okay. Interesting. And he's played by Ray Walston. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, so does he have a long beard and the finger armor, too? No. No? no? Okay. No. <laughs> I assume it's an Alan Moore thing. We're, we're thinking more along the lines of, like, a Steve Ditko. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so yeah so then when i watched this movie for the first time and saw that ryan from friday the 13th the series is in it i got very confused yeah i can see how that could be confusing yeah but no not the same character it has nothing to do with the the show or the, the movies in the that's show. so yeah. strange it's 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 weird yeah oh uh, this uh, movie <laughs> can, can i tell you okay so Maybe I had an unreasonable expectation from this movie. 
But this movie uh, uh, commits an even more egregious sin than the previous movie in the series did. Okay. Uh, in that one, at least Jason goes to Manhattan at some point. In this one, I was like, okay, so it picks up where the last one ended. Jason's dead. We're going to see Jason go to hell. And some crazy shit's going to go down. No! Jason Jason goes to hell uh, with maybe two minutes left in the movie. <laughs> Don't call the movie Jason Goes to Hell if Jason's not going to go to hell within the first 20 minutes. I mean, hell is of your own making. Yeah. And hell is other people. Hell is other people and Jason does travel into other people. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> Was it in six where the kids reading reading Sart in bed? Yeah. Wow, it really all does connect. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, you you did mention that the Necronomicon shows up uh, in this movie. Yeah, uh, just blatantly. Yeah, no, just like obviously it yep. is. That is what it is. Yep. Uh, and I believe the 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 knife that uh, Jessica has to use to kill Jason. Yes, the mystical Voorhees knife. Yes. Uh, I believe that is also the the uh, same knife from the Evil Dead films, right? Yeah, uh, or at least very similar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm I don't know if New Line had anything to do with the Evil Dead movies or Sam Raimi said, "Sure, go ahead." I yeah, it's weird. It is weird, and I I did I I skimmed through IMDb trivia looking for anything interesting. Uh, and didn't really find much of anything. Yeah. But uh, but one of the things that I did read was that people, uh, you know, take the presence of the Necronomicon and that knife to mean that Jason is a deadite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, there were just Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people like to read things and other things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, nobody accepts that sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Right. <laughs> um... Although, you know, I guess eventually it did lead to the Freddy versus Jason versus Ash comic book. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Was that? I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. There, there were two series. That's cool. Yeah. yeah All published right. Published by Wildstorm. Nice. Yeah. All right. I'd read those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so did those come out before the Freddy versus Jason movie? That's a good question. I don't recall. Okay. I think they came out after. Okay. Uh, cause, cause I, I'm fairly sure Freddy vs. Jason was, you know, a big enough hit that they, you know, were talking sequel at some point. And sure. And of course when that happened, well, it should be Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash. Yeah. And, uh, I believe the comic series were based on the screenplay that was written up for it. Okay, that's cool. Got made, so. Nice. Yeah. Uh, which of course we should mention Freddy. Right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did not expect Freddy to come in at the end. Uh, that was that was very strange. Like I figured there would be something. Right. Like so the uh, Jason gets pulled down into hell. Sure. And uh, his mask is left in the front yard of the Voorhees house, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and a stray dog comes up and sort of paws at it a little bit. And at that point, I said, "Oh no." Because we had been talking about the movie The Mask earlier, and so in my mind, it was going to be like when Milo puts on the mask, and the dog was going to put on the Jason mask, and now the dog is Jason. (laughs) Which honestly, would watch. (laughs) 
Uh, but no, the dog just walks away. Yeah. Uh, and the, the camera pulls in on the mask, and I thought, oh, is, like, an eye gonna open or something? What's gonna happen here? No, uh, the gloved hand of Freddy Krueger comes out of the ground and pulls the mask down in. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> so, by this point, they had been anticipating, uh, because, you know, New Line now I control of Friday the 13th, uh, or Jason. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, and so Freddy versus Jason was pretty much like from the jump, the thing that they were going to do. Okay. Uh, so they were pretty much setting it up here. Okay. Uh, and it would pay off 12 years later. I was going to say, yeah, cause like Jason <laughs> X comes out before that does, right? Yep. So that's really weird. Yeah. Uh, they had some issues. I guess. Getting Freddy versus Jason made. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so so it was all set up for that. I was very excited to, to see your reaction to, to Freddy's glove. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, possibly the only fun thing in this movie? Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for as, as much as I hated a lot of the gore, uh, it was pretty well done, I thought. And like the... I don't know if it's fun, but the part where he... Uh, impales the girl like the girl and the guy are having sex in the tent yeah and then jason impales the girl and then like pulls the spike or whatever like up through her body yeah like it's not fun but it's it's neat like it's not something you see every day no uh you know i mean yes people are dying yeah uh and we should take a minute we should do this after every movie where characters die <laughs> And just take a minute and mourn for their loss. I don't remember their names. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay. We can mourn their souls. R.I.P. Allison Smith from the West Wing as well. <laughs> Leo's daughter. Whose name I don't remember. Me- means nothing to me. I know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, yeah, I... Like a, a good gore gag. Yeah. Uh, and, and there are plenty in this one. Yeah. Uh, I like to... I like the thing crawling out of the cop's neck. Yeah, that... Uh, little baby Voldemort. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> and then crawling up uh, Jessica's mother's vagina, presumably. Yeah. And that's... inhabiting the body. Yep. Uh, was, that was horrible. And, and coming back fully formed as Jason. Right. Yeah, there was magic going on down down below, I guess. Yep. <laughs> There's always magic going down below. That's true. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so Jason himself is in this movie in like two minutes? Yeah. Three minutes? Yeah. Um, He's, I feel like if we, we see more of unmasked Kane Hodder as a security guard <laughs> than we do of him as Jason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best Jason. Yeah, I I uh, I admit I kind of regret not going to Fan Expo Columbus to meet Kane Hodder this past weekend. <laughs> like Saturday rolled around and I was like, I could do that. Nah, <laughs> I, I can't imagine what he would charge just oh, to, no. to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but maybe he's cool about it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know nothing about the man other than in 1993, still rocking a mullet. Right. 
Look, he had a signature look. <laughs> he was like, you're going to cover my head with boils when I'm Jason. At least let me have my natural hair as security guard number two. <laughs> oh, come on. He was security guard number one. He had fewer lines than the other one, so I'm pretty sure he was number two. <laughs> it just means he's the strong silent type. That's true. All right, but it still means you're second. You're you're lower on the call sheet. All right, fine. <laughs> oh God, this movie was really something. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like you know we we've said this before on some of the other ones. If it just had more sense of fun about it, it probably would have been much better. Yeah. Uh, but also, oh God, it's just. Just the why of why did they choose this script? Yeah. You know, this particular story with these particular elements that just do nothing to add. <laughs> like, like no one is clamoring for Jason's backstory beyond what we already know. Yeah. Jason's supernatural origins. Right. Which, I mean, even... Even if that was explained, that would be something. But they don't even do that. Yeah. Like, like, I guess we're just supposed to imply that he's some sort of demon baby? I guess. And that hockey mask zombie Jason is just his natural form? And I, I, I don't... <laughs> so you mentioned the script. <laughs> What what little there is, sure. I I, I did read that uh, there was an original script uh, that was just completely terrible, <laughs> and uh, and New Line was coming up on a deadline. All right. And so the original screenwriter uh, brought in one of his buddies, uh, and they spent four days writing what ended up being the screenplay for this movie. So if you take into account the fact that it was written in four days, basically, we gotta get something done. Right. Then, it kind of holds together. <laughs> okay, credit where it's due. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm fascinated and want to know what it originally was before this, then. I would love to know that as well. <laughs> uh, just... Can't imagine how bad it must have been to, to flat out say that okay, this is the improvement. Yeah, yeah, and apparently this one has nothing. Like basically, they threw out everything about the previous one. Wow, and just started over. <laughs> I wonder, uh, and maybe you read this. I don't know, but uh, I wonder if it was like one of those things, like old you know Silver Age DC comics, where they come up with the cover and say, okay. <laughs> There you go, make a story. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, did they say, okay, this one's called Jason Goes to Hell. Go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And, and, I mean, listen, uh, I probably would have found it more enjoyable had, you know, we spent a significant time of Jason, like, wandering around hell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted from this, a movie called Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. I mean, Hellboy in Hell, it's about him in hell. Yeah. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Get it together, 1993. <laughs> uh, instead, we get weird mouthworms and <sighs> lots of man on man making out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just, oh god, the thing traveling between mouths every time is horrible. Uh, I, uh, did personally love, uh, once, uh, the, the, the deputy or whatever transfers the, the worm baby into Stephen Culp's mouth. Yeah. Uh, and then he just disintegrates. Yeah. I really enjoyed, uh, that sequence. It, that, that's one of those that I was like, oh, this is really well done. Yeah. I cannot watch it. <laughs> But like the part where his jaw falls off, yeah, that was that was legitimately neat. Yep, uh, can be effects. Yeah, do good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but then there's other stuff that's just dumb. Yeah, no, uh, you're you're totally right. <laughs> like when when uh, when Jason uh, or Stephen Culp Jason like elbows uh, Joey in the face and her like. I don't know what exactly happens. Like, her jaw goes back into her head. I, I think, yeah, something and, like that. And it just looks like... Just caves in her face. Yeah, and it just, like, it spends too much time looking at her face. Yeah, and yeah. it just looks stupid. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the theatrical, it cut quicker, I'm not maybe. sure. Maybe. Um, but also, just, like, it feels like a long time uh, before we get... Before the movie goes anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and it does a lot of setting the pieces to, to sort of, you know, bring about, like, this conclusion and, and tie everything together. But it doesn't even do that well. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we get introduced to the characters piecemeal. Uh, we, we get, you know, this, you know, the... Stephen Culp character as, like, a TV reporter, you know, on his show. Like Bill O'Reilly, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very, like, Inside Edition in the early 90s. Um, Fuck it, we'll do it live. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, setting up Diana and the, this mystery about, like, you know, what, what's going on there. And yeah. Then, and then we've got Stephen, and he's involved with her daughter, and... They're apart, but she's got a secret way to get them back together, and it just takes so long to, to, to connect those pieces together, and then when they do, like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, so also, uh, Creighton Duke is, like, I know that there was stuff cut with him mm-hmm. from the original cut of the movie, uh, like his backstory with Jason because uh, there's even a reference to it when they see each other uh, in the house, and he's like, "Remember me?" Right. Um, but we don't know what what that's about. No. I feel like if they mm-hmm. had if they had flushed that character out and spent some time with him, yeah. Like he he appears in the beginning. He's in the diner. He disappears, and then somehow is in jail. Yeah. And then somehow gets out of jail, and and he just like like they didn't like they didn't know what to do with him. Right. But I feel like he like that's an interesting character that I wanted to know more about. How does he know all of this stuff about the Jason lore? Right. Uh, and and we don't get any of it, and it's it's just half-assed nonsense. Yeah, uh, I mean you're you're not wrong, and and the thing is is like I didn't care. Yeah. No, that's fair <laughs> too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Why are we doing this? Somehow Jason has returned. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh, you know, maybe that would have made things better to, to, to flesh his character out more. Uh, but, you know, in the end, it's just entirely unnecessary. You know, it's it's ultimately not what I'm watching a Friday the 13th movie for. Yeah. You know, I'm not watching for the lore and the mythology. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fine... You know, to turn him into a supernatural being that just goes around killing people. Yeah. Uh, but then when you try to, like, mix, like, magic or whatever the fuck, uh, you know, using, you know, and, yeah, them using the Necronomicon from the Evil Dead is, you know, was just a wink and a nod. Uh, a little too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's still sort of implying, you know, black magic or rituals or whatever. Yeah. And uh, being in the Voorhees house, I guess. Yeah. Which I don't think they ever fully come out and say that's what it is. No, yeah, it's it's sort of... Sort of well, I guess they we see like a mailbox or whatever in front that oh, says yeah, Voorhees, right, and then right. it's yeah. so so yeah, you can can surmise it from there. Yeah, but yeah, it's sort of like the inference is that maybe Pamela, you know, tried to resurrect her son or something. Yeah. But but again, all stuff that probably ended up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I still, again, like I said, I like it better than seven. Yeah. That's uh, fair. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think there are some neat ideas in it poorly executed. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like, uh, there was a movie in the nineties called Fallen, mm-hmm. uh, with Denzel Washington and I think John Goodman. Yeah. Uh, and Denzel Washington is like hunting a serial killer who can jump from body to body. Yeah. And uh, I really like that idea, and we sort of get that here. I've never actually seen Fallen. I've always wanted to see it because I thought it was a neat idea. Yeah. Uh, seeing it executed here, maybe I don't want to watch Fallen. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's better in Fallen. Though. I hope so. I mean, you can't do much worse. That's true. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, I, there, there is a... an intriguing element, you know, to to a horror or sci-fi movie about, you know you know, a creature that can uh, assume any form, you know. And, uh, but the thing is, is like with Jason and, and at least in this, up until the very end anyway, uh, you know, once he jumps into that body, that body becomes just a mindless slumbering Jason zombie. Yeah. Except for at the end when suddenly he can talk. Oh, right. I forgot he could talk. Yep. I totally forgot about that. <clears throat> And also, not only that, Jason is a lot more vocal in this one than he has ever been. Like, when, when he's just in, you know, classic Jason form. Yeah. Uh, he, he's doing a lot of grunting and, and crying and, and whimpering. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, when he possesses... Because uh, after the big diner shootout slaughter, uh, we, we see the boots of a cop. Mm-hmm. Enter the diner uh, and look around in first-person view. Yeah, uh, and then get uh, uh, scare courted <laughs> uh, by by Jason. Uh, but and then we cut to 
uh, Diana's house where Jessica and Steven are, uh, and, and the cops come in. Um, multiple cops. Multiple cops, and then so we don't know which one is which. Yeah. But they're both talking. Yeah. They're both having full conversations. Yeah. <laughs> no, that hadn't even occurred to me. Yep. But that was weird. <laughs> And yeah, we're we're you know led to believe it's one cop, but it's actually the other. Yeah, tricky. Yeah. <laughs> uh. uh, it's not a good movie. It's I, not a good I'll, movie. I'll, I'll <laughs> I'm sorry to shit all, all no, over you, one of your one of your favorites. It's not one of my favorites. I know. <laughs> good because it is terrible. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I fully recognize how bad it is. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> At least it's the last one. That's right! <laughs> <laughs> Though, I mean, it's just the final Friday. Maybe all the other ones take place on a Saturday. Oh, yeah, could be. That's probably what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, never mind. <laughs> oh, is anything bringing you joy this week? <laughs> um, hmm. 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 I have a comic book that's in stores right now. What? <laughs> well, like a small press thing, like you printed it at Kinko's and you dropped it off yourself? Um, no. Um, Image Comics. I'm sorry, what? Uh, you know, like third major publisher in the United States, at least. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, underneath Marvel and DC, you know, started by Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, Jim Lee, Eric Larson back in uh, 1992. Yeah. Yeah. Mark uh, Silvestri. Mark Silvestri. Jim Valentino. Yeah. Will, Will Sportacia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm familiar with their work. What do, what do you have to do with them? Um, mostly nothing. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'll carry on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, you and I, we, we do this podcast. What? Uh, Is that what these microphones are for? Yep, yep, uh, it's called the Viewmasters, and, huh. uh, we are part of the Gutter Trash Podcasting Network, uh, which at one point in time boasted, uh, multiple podcasts. Uh, and I guess technically two is still multiple. It is. It is. I mean, it's the smallest <laughs> multiple possible, but it is. Yeah. Uh, but, but there's another podcast on the network called the Savage Fincast. Uh, and it is uh, one of the few podcasts that I had zero to do with. <laughs> Other than I knew the guy who started it and said, here, have some internet space. All right. Uh, and so, yeah, so so guy I know by the name of Jim Purcell uh, started a Savage Dragon-related podcast, Eric Carson-related podcast. Uh, he was asking me, uh, 10 years ago, uh, almost 11 at this point, you know, for some advice on, on, you know, getting started with podcasting. And, um, you know, at the time, uh, you know, I'd been podcasting for several years at that point, but uh, I still knew nothing. Uh, and at this point I've been podcasting for uh, almost 14 years and I still know nothing. Sure. <laughs> uh, but for some reason he, he listened to a little bit of what I had to say. And then I said, Hey, uh, you know, I've got bandwidth. Why don't you just, I'll, I'll, you know, let you guys, you know, set up shop on, on my stuff. 
you know, it's it's all under your purview. You know, do whatever you need to. Just you know, this will be your URL. And they said, sure, thanks. And they've been going, uh, you know, ten years strong uh, with Eric Larson's blessing. Nice. Uh, it, it is sort of uh, an official, unofficial Savage Dragon podcast. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, Eric Larson has been on it numerous times. Uh, various other people involved with uh, Savage Dragon's uh, creation and and spinoffs. Have all been interviewed at certain points. Um, so as part of their 10th anniversary, they decided that uh, they were going to just put together like a fanzine. Sure. A finzine. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's got a fin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so Jim asked, you know, since I, I've been hosting them for all these years, you know, would you like to contribute something to it? And, uh, you know me, I'm uh, tired. Yeah. Uh, don't have a lot of energy or patience to do much of anything, really. Right. Uh, so I said, I, I could probably muster up a, like, a pin-up or something like that. <laughs> I was like, this thing is only going to be seen by like 10 people. <laughs> <clears throat> they're, they're just going to publish it for themselves. They're going to give away a few copies to like you know, listeners. Uh, you know, they're not going to be able to sell it. Uh, you know, they had Eric Larson's blessing to, to do this thing, but uh, it was strictly just a fanzine. Sure. Uh, I said, sure, I'll, you know, I'll do a pinup. And, and so I worked on something and, and submitted it to them and, uh, you know, said, thanks, looks great. You know, and, you know, whenever we get a copy printed, you know, we'll, we'll uh, you know, send you one. I said, cool, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, a couple months passed and uh, sends me a message. And uh, says, uh, hey, uh, so we showed this to Eric Larson because, you know, we were just like, hey, you know, this is the thing we did. Um, you know, just take a look at it. You know, again, we're just going to be giving it out. Eric Larson writes back, says, looks great. I'd like to publish it. <laughs> Amazing. So now I have a pinup in a comic book published by... Image Comics and Eric Larson. That's pretty awesome. Uh, it is called Super Freaks. It is a one shot. Uh, it is, I think, forty eight pages, something like that. Maybe okay, more fifty four pages, sixty four. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's Multiple a, of four, probably. It's a five dollar cover price. That's uh, all I can tell you. And, all right. Uh, your 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 good local comic shops will give you a discount. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so my, my work is now featured in a major comic published by Image Comics. Uh, and quite frankly, uh, that is frightening and uh, anxiety-inducing. Uh, but it is the thing that is currently bringing me joy this week. That's pretty awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I apologize for my long story. That's okay. <laughs> I did not off. I... I'm bad. I'm, I knew the story already. That's all. Yeah, it's <laughs> it was primarily for the listener. Yeah. I'm a bad co-host. <laughs> I am very happy for you. It's very cool. Thank you. Uh, what about yourself? Uh, Please tell me a long story. I, no. <laughs> uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. Uh, there are three episodes out now. Oh, okay. And uh, I love it. All right. Uh, Ewan McGregor, easily the best thing about the Star Wars prequels. And, uh, it's, it's wonderful to see him in that role again. 
And, uh, yeah, that's probably it. Okay. I'm really enjoying that show. Looking forward to seeing where it goes. That's cool. And, uh, fuck the racists and misogynists who are mad about things on the show. Uh, so, so I have, uh, you know, due, due to the Super Freaks coming out and, and, uh, I've started, uh, just a month long, uh, sketch day again, uh, at this point. Uh, so, so I have personally been back on Twitter. Uh, but, uh, I post and I leave. Yeah. I don't read anything. That's the way to do it. Uh, so I don't know anything about what you're talking about and I hope to keep it that way. That's good. Uh, I have heard from a few people that I personally know that, uh, the Obi-Wan show is pretty good. Yeah, I really like it. And, and, uh, have had people actually recommend it to me, uh, despite them knowing that I don't particularly care for Star Wars. Right. <laughs> you like some Star Wars. I like some Star Wars. Yeah. You might like this. Alright. I like Ewan McGregor. Yeah. I, I, want, I want to see him do well. It begins with, the the first episode starts with a, a comprehensive previously on. Alright. Uh, basically, you don't ever have to watch the prequels, just watch the opening five minute recap. I like a good previously so, on. Yeah. <laughs> previously on Star Wars. <laughs> listening to a different podcast uh, earlier and uh, they were talking about the book of Boba Fett which I mostly only have heard bad things about yeah uh, but but someone was saying that you know if you just look at it as just like a, a spin-off of Mandalorian and not its own thing then it's actually kind of okay yeah but uh, yet I still have zero desire to, to go back and watch that the the second half of it is basically mandalorian season 2.5 okay uh so that's worth watching all right uh maybe maybe start with episode four or five i forget where okay uh but yeah the the boba fett stuff boba fett is not a good character he is not he there's nothing to boba fett nope nothing and at all. and this show was an opportunity to to bring some depth to uh, a cool suit of armor uh, and it did not. It was it was awful. <laughs> That's pretty much the con- consensus of what I've heard about it. Yeah, right? like I f- I feel like they made the show almost to spite all the fanboys, the Boba Fett fanboys who were like, Boba Fett's the coolest. He should get his own show. And they were like, Oh yeah, you really think so? <laughs> <laughs> this is what his show looks like. Uh, so, so no, no spoilers or anything, but I do have to ask because, uh, with the, the end of season two of Mandalorian, yes. uh, sets it up so that I pretty much never want to watch another episode of Mandalorian. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> you know, by taking away the one thing that I actually enjoyed about that show for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Uh, does it set it up so that, uh, it would make me ever want to watch it again? It very much does. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll give it a shot. You, you, you might cry. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's worth jumping into. Okay, all right, all right. and again, I think you can jump into just the back half of it, sure, and not worry about anything that came before. Okay, yeah, because I do not give the slightest shit about Boba Fett. <laughs> there is one time he was interesting, and it was in the Star Wars Holiday Special, right? <laughs> Oh, man. But Which, yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi, good. All right, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> all right, so, um, you know, I'm just reading this here. Uh, turns out they made more Jason movies after well, this. Hold on a second. What? That doesn't seem right. I know. 
said final. We we talked about it again. Two finals. Yeah, you know th- that should be it. Final, final, right? Yeah. Uh, no, they 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 made another one after this. <sighs> so I guess we gotta watch it. Okay, but I think you're gonna be excited. Yeah, it is Jason X. Ooh, Jason Ten. Jason Ten. <laughs> <laughs> is this the the one where uh, Charles Xavier finally recruits him? Yes. Because he's, he's has the mutant power of resurrection. <laughs> yep. He's the whole basis of Krakoa. He is, yeah. Actually, you know, they don't talk about it much. <laughs> it's all, oh, Moira McTaggart, whatever. No, it's actually uh, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> oh, God. Can I just say that I hate the X-Men right now? <laughs> You know, I was I was uh I was really excited about the current X-Men status quo when it first started. Uh and uh for, you know, a few months after all of that stuff ended, uh now it's just spinning its wheels. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh it's not the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, the X-Men are, you know, supposed to be a minority group feared and hated but still trying to fight for humanity. Yeah. Uh and this is just a, you know, it's another Wakanda situation. It's another you know, Inhumans on the Moon thing, where it's just this cut-off, you know, society of people uh, just making their own rules and doing their own shit, and I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It'll it'll all go back to normal within a few years, I'm sure. I'm very curious as to how. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I am too. I don't know, they'll figure something out. Alright. Uh, Jason next. <laughs> Jason, next Jason 10 next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on the Viewmasters. Masters.